it's gonna be legend, wait for it, dairy. <laughs> Bro. Hey there, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 109th episode of Teas Tea. Thanks for tuning in. This month, I am so excited to be joined by my best friend, Sara. I literally forced her to record this episode with me, but I'm so happy that she took the time to sit here with me and have this conversation. Sara is a person that has been by my side through many difficult moments through this past year, and my goal for this episode is for you to learn from her wisdom, sort of understand a bit like how her brain works, how she sees the world, how she interprets situations in life. Sarah has always been there to lend an ear when I'm feeling my most stressed, frustrated, sad, confused. She always listens, gives me the time to like rant, vent, say everything I need to say. And then she's always prepared to give advice and really just be very understanding and not at all judgmental. That's what I admire most about her. And also the fact that when she is giving advice or just listening to what I have to say, sometimes, you know, when you like want people to say a certain thing just to feel like comfort, if it's not like correct or what you need to hear, then she won't say it. She's always like very thoughtful with her words. And she understands that sometimes you can be like a little bit frustrated in the moment, but she won't like talk you further into that if it's not necessary and she's always just very wise with how she gives advice to me and you know how she treats me in these difficult situations so she's been huge emotional support for me and we have shared many good memories many laughs and we have done a bunch of fun things together so i really just wanted to try and capture that through this episode so sara thank you for coming on to Thea's tea For this episode's tea talk, I am actually doing Thea's tea a disservice because I am drinking coffee, but it's because it's nighttime, I needed a little pick-me-up. So it's coffee that I hope is decaf, we will confirm that in a few hours. And I put the milk in the milk frother to make it extra fancy. As for the mug I'm drinking it in, it's my favorite mug, it's like ceramic and it has a nice little design of like flowers and it looks kind of watercolor. I don't know, I just really like this mug. It brings me a lot of comfort. What are you drinking, Sara? I am drinking Thea's signature iced tea in a large cup. And it's weird because in this house, there are only small cups, but I <laughs> not hate them, but I kind of am disappointed by the cups. So tonight I'm drinking a large cup. Awesome. So this is what will keep us like encouraged and will refreshen us throughout this episode. Let's get started with the icebreaker section. So these are a couple of questions to basically get to know Sara through Thea's tea lens so you can understand a little bit more of her vision of life and just sort of understand what we prioritize on Thea's tea, how Sara views it. So first of all, Sara, what is your favorite memory of us? My favorite memory of us mm, is when we, you first got your car. <laughs> and we had to go to college and we were writing up Las Palmas. There was a lot of traffic and we had to stop but in a hill. But then she couldn't start the car back up. And I remember that. <laughs> and then we stayed 
like in the hill for 20 minutes waiting for the traffic to like go down and the cars were um, honking at us and I was like getting my hand out of the <laughs> go window around. Like, uh-huh, go around go around <laughs> and they were like yelling at us and laughing and all of the things and I was we like, got so many looks I remember like a bunch of old guys in these huge Toyotas they yes. would just look at us in such a bad way but I was very relaxed I mean I was in no rush to get to college so I was like okay there is no problem <laughs> being late and I think that was also you, you were know, putting calm. on good music I remember yeah. we were listening to 21 Pilots Julieta Enega so yeah. we weren't exactly stressed so we just sat there for like 20 minutes and we waited for the traffic to go down but then at a certain moment the cars started to go backwards backwards <laughs> and we were like fuck we were both with our arms crossed and we just looked at each other and we were like we saw everything around us moving and we were like, oh wait, we're moving. Okay, so they pulled the lever, the emergency lever. Yeah, the emergency brake. And it stopped, but we're like, okay, we need to go now because if we not if we do not, there's the car's gonna go back home. Mm-hmm. So that tried and tried again and tried again and tried again. I was like with my hand out the window going like back, back, because yeah. like, go back and <laughs> crash. And it's, it's gotta be a total mess. So I recorded the moment when Thea finally started up the car and we were like yelling like, yes, we did it. Yeah. It was a very exciting moment for both of us. Yeah, we tried like 10 times. I remember, especially at the beginning, it was very hard for me to start the car in a hill. So we always, you know, were like really stressed and Sara was ready to put on the like emergency lights if the car turned <laughs> off. And yeah, that was a very iconic moment because our... Our car, the car went back many, many meters. And I'm just, it's a miracle I haven't crashed to this day. That we're alive. (laughs) All right. So my next question is, I feel like you have very clear sort of morals in life. And I know that I always turn to you when I want like a second opinion, not only in my life situations, but if I see like a controversial TikTok or like some gossip, like celebrity gossip that's happening, I always want to know your opinion and just your outlook on things. So I want to know what is your life philosophy in general terms? Okay, I don't have like a established philosophy, but I think that if you live life day by day and be kind to others and just not expect things, then you're going to have a fulfilled and happy life. Okay, so is that like your priority in life to be fulfilled and happy? It is, although I'm not right now, (laughs) but it is. And it's hard, but if you live day by day and just, you know, live the day and enjoy the things that happen, it's gonna be easier and you're gonna be happier. I think that's really important. And at the end of the day, it's really like what it comes down to, you know, just enjoying day-to-day life and making sure that you don't need these big things to feel happy, you know, that in exactly. the little things you can find joy. And in relationships with other people, and you, I think the relationships are one of the most important things in life. And even though I always say, like, be kind to others and, you know, uh, make them, like, not make them happy, but, you know, try to maintain peace. Um, I think it's important sometimes to rant to people, to say... That oh builds God. a relationship, yes. it really does. And, you know, mm, you know, let the anger out. We that's bonded good. over complaining over the same people yeah. after school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, Sara, with those relationships that you prioritize so much, what's one tip that you would give others to cultivate the relationships they care about in their life? I usually find common ground with every uh, one of my friendships, and we always have something to talk about that 
both of us likes. So it's really easy to start up conversation, but also I tend to tell my friends the most random things like, oh my God, I just got out of the shower. I just saw a bird. <laughs> I, I don't know anything that happens in my life so that we can you know, keep in touch and not lose the, the friendship that we've been so long into cultivating and stuff. So. I think that's really important and it's something that I've seen especially like with my family, you know. You always come to my house and you talk for instance with my mom about TV shows or with my sibling about books. So I just feel like it's such a simple tip that can take you really far. Just making the other person feel seen and like you know things about them can really just make the connection easier. There are many qualities that I admire about Sara, but I want to hear like in your own words What is your favorite thing about yourself? Right now, I don't have a favorite thing about myself. It's Self-love is a very hard thing, and it's been a process. It's still a process, and it's very hard. But I hope someday in the future I can say that, okay, I like this about myself, and um, I feel confident about it. But right now, that's not the moment. Okay, I think that's a very good answer, and I feel like it's very powerful, because what you mentioned about self-love is like a trajectory it's a process and i feel okay so i want to know your thoughts on like toxic positivity on these people that like really push self-love but kind of to the extreme where they are like really big on absolutely like loving everything about yourself and it kind of leads you to like not want to work on yourself or change yourself do you think like that's a problem or do you think that level of self-love is good So, simply put, do you believe in toxic self-love? I think that people who think they're perfect in every way and they, are, they don't have anything to change about themselves are going to affect in a negative way the people around them because they're going to have negative feelings, emotions, and do things that are wrong and they're not going to see it and they're going to be like, oh, this is who I am, just accept me the way I am. Okay, I feel like that's really well put. So... If you're facing a person like that in your life, how do you handle that situation? There is no reasoning with them. I believe that's it. true. Yeah, actually, they don't think they did anything wrong. So it's impossible to make them realize it. So it's like, okay, just you do you, I'll do me and just go our separate ways because you are very toxic. It's affecting me and I don't like it. Yeah, it's a lost cause. There's like really no point fighting with those people yeah they'll bring you down because you're they're gonna be it's your fault it's your fault it's not mine yeah so. they can't accept responsibility yeah okay so with that i have another question sarah is very big on like astrology and everything oh. and she <laughs> and she's like go-to with all of this so a lot of people like hate on astrology because they think that a lot of people justify their actions based on their sign what do you think about that Those people are kind of crazy, in my opinion, because <laughs> I believe in astrology, but in a different way. I think it explains certain things about us, but it, everything just comes to a whole when you take in account um, how you were raised, where you were yes. raised, the people around you. So it's not just, oh, I'm an Aries, oh, I'm a Libra, or anything like that. It's just astrology explains certain things about you but not all of them so you justify your actions with that it's just plain crazy spot on the people who are like that i feel like they do a disservice to the whole community because they're kind of like ruining like the whole reputation yes. 
And what you said is very true. I remember that's what we were taught in biology in high school, that it's 50% genetics, or in this case, like astrology, and 50% environment. Yes. And like what you do, you know, if you know the flaws of your sign, how you work on them. Now, I would love to know what your favorite thing about your life is at the moment. It's not about my life per se. It's more about life in general, that you have the ability to be surprised amazed Ooh. by things like common things like you find a little rock just in the ground and you're oh like that's a cute rock or oh my god look at the flower the sun is so pretty today or i just met this incredible person they have the cutest name ever those little Me? things oh. <laughs> <laughs> those little things that make your day happier and so day by day you find little things so every day you're happy and it's not because you had a big promotion or you just got accepted into your dream college it's because you just saw a cute flower today okay i love that and that really ties together with the first question about like having a good day-to-day -day life so i want to ask you what has been the best small surprise that you've received over the past few days every friday and <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> I go to my grandparents' house to play cards with them. It's like a tradition now. So I go with my mom, my uncle, my aunt, everybody's there. And they like, we play with coins with real money. But they don't accept 50 pesos. pesos. Coins. Coins. <laughs> and, but I do. I think that's money that's going to mm -hmm. be, be useful anytime. So every time they have a 50 pesos coin, they give it to me. And it's like, oh my God, I have something for you. So they always, when I go, they have, oh my God, I have uh, three coins of 50 pesos for you. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> That's so thoughtful. So I'm always happy going there and getting those presents. That's very wholesome. And one of these days you will see Sarah will become rich just because of 50 pesos coins. That's what I've said. Yes. And they don't believe me. It all adds up, trust me. <laughs> As I've said, Sara is a very wise person and when she talks to you and gives you advice, you can just really tell that she's so mature and grounded and of course like with a sense of humor and just deep understanding. So I think that reflects that she's like been through a lot of things and she has just had many life experiences that have made her who she is today. So Sara, in like one general lesson, what would you say is the biggest life lesson you've learned or the most important one? Right now, I think I don't have one yet because I think that when something big happens, you don't see it that it's for the better for you. So when time passes and you start to reflect on your past decisions or your past self, you come to realize like, okay, that was something that I had to learn to improve in my personal life, in my relationships, in my work life. So it's not something that I uh, already learned. It's something that I will learn about things I've done. So along those lines, do you think that time heals all wounds? Time is really important when healing a wound, I think, because it really, when you give it time, you start growing and you experience other things. So you get perspective on the thing that you needed to heal from. And you're like, oh my God, I was really sad or angry about that. That's a little bit stupid. So it gives you really a different perspective you're like oh okay or you just remember that situation with you know oh that was nice or oh i learned this from that so i think time really gives you perspective about that wound 
No, bro. Bro, está bien. Um, so you really think, like from what I understood, you grow and you continue to evolve. So when you look back at past situations, you have like a newfound light that allows you to understand the past like better. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I really noticed that any like your a couple of answers ago, you said the things you did or didn't do. So that leads me to wonder, do you think that in your life you have like any regrets or not? I do have a lot of regrets. <laughs> and I wonder Drunk calls. Son of life flash before her eyes. <laughs> yes. I've done that so many times. Okay, but that's not the point. The point is uh the things i didn't do and i'm like oh what would have happened if i did do them like yeah i feel where you. would i be now like i wouldn't be here but then i think oh i wouldn't be here i wouldn't mm -hmm. have gone what i went through i wouldn't um improved my relationship with my mom with my dad or you know stuff like that and i think if it happened it really happened for a reason even though i didn't see it at the moment or i don't see it right now but in the future i'm gonna be like, oh okay happen for that i'm here because of this thing that i didn't do or that i did do that's awesome i really like that perspective and i feel like it sets you free you know like you can think oh i should have done this i should have done that like darte latigo but yeah. it's so it's much pointless yeah exactly and as you said like you wouldn't be where you are and where you are is like a good place exactly and there's no turning back time so it's you know there's no point to beating yourself up about something you didn't do it's like oh my god why why did i do this why didn't i do this it's like pointless period so do you believe in destiny i'm not sure yet i want to but i i am just not sure yet okay i want to add something to that like a lot of like the main argument against destiny is because people are like no but i want to feel like i have a say in my life like i'm allowed to choose Control. things And I am a firm believer in destiny. Like, I don't believe in God, but I believe in destiny, like, so hard. Because the way I see it, it's like, you have full control over your life. And, like, you can literally make any decision. But the decision you take is the one you are meant to take all along. Like, I don't know if you choose them at yeah. birth or whatever. But I just feel like there's one path laid out for you. And you have full, like, choice over that. Like, even if you doubt, like, what you were meant to do all along is what you ended up doing. And that's, for, for me, liberating. Yes. Okay, awesome. Now I want to take a bit of time to discuss Sarah's... Sarah. <laughs> semestre sabático, sabbatical semester. Okay, so basically, last semester, we were both studying in the same university, which was like an engineering school. Sarah was in biomedical engineering, and she is mouthing, vomiting right now. And I was in physics. And so at first, you know, we came from the same high school. We were like, okay, like we're in it's this. Gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Like, like I remember you telling us, like, okay, maybe it's not like my favorite thing, but you know, I, I can push through. But I would say that nearly from like day one, you were kind of miserable. Like with your classes, you were like, this is not for me. You didn't like the people. You know that like that university is very controversial. Um, like. You really have to learn to love it or else it will be a living hell for you. And it has a lot of cons in terms of like its distance. So it, I mean, I understand like it had its struggles. And from day one, you were like, I don't want to be here. And you faced a lot of struggles, you know, coming to terms with that, you know, with yourself, figuring out what you wanted to do. 
discussing that with your parents to sort of bring you where you are now in this semester where you are out of that hellhole <laughs> and living your best life so first of all and also like i want to talk about this because i feel like a lot of people are in this in this situation or even like in high school before they graduate where they don't know what they want to do and they feel pressure to start right away or to do what their parents want them to do so i feel like you have a lot you can share in this experience so first of all can you tell us a little bit about how you realized last semester you weren't doing what made you happy and what did you do after that to like deal with it and bring you to where you are now So how you said, from day one, <laughs> I was not in the right mood. I didn't like the people I met. I don't know. I just didn't like really vibe with them and with the classes. I mean, the professors were great. I mean, Pacho. Pacho. We love Pacho. <laughs> But um, from there, there is nothing more to like. I mean, it's very far from home. It was a 40-minute <sighs> drive, like in your own car when there wasn't traffic And, you know, if you were on the bus, then it was even longer and you had to accommodate to those schedules. Yeah. And it was just very pricey. Hell. Mm -hmm. It was literally hell. <laughs> But um, when classes started, I was like, I would go to the class, sit down in silence, wouldn't talk to anybody, just take out my notebook and just write down stuff. Draw. <laughs> yeah, I mostly draw things trees eyes whatever i felt like drawing and i didn't do anything else i didn't pay attention but that's due to something else about <laughs> me but still i didn't like the classes um calculus calculus um, geometry math is really not my thing oh, okay. it really isn't can you talk about like your relationship with math and high school and why you decided to go into this major in the first place In high school, it was kind of easy sometimes, and if I put effort into it, it was okay. I did okay. I never lost. Mm -hmm. Failed. Failed math, so it was normal, but I didn't like it. I didn't like the class, exercises, quizzes, anything. I hated math, but it still did great. What about chemistry? <laughs> Sarah was a literal <laughs> prodigy in chemistry. She was our teacher's favorite. Like everybody was so lost and Sarah would just be in the front row and she would say the answer. Yeah, in 11th grade, I just said to myself, okay, you're going to be great at chemistry. You're going to do it. You're going to pay attention. And I did for the most part. But then mm -hmm. like a third period, I was like, no, fuck, <laughs> no. And I started to slack off. And I, I still was great uh, but not that great and in the tests i didn't do very good i love i failed chemistry in third period couldn't um how do you say recuperar? Mm, like raise your grade yeah i couldn't do it so i failed chemistry and in college when they asked us for all of our grades from sixth grade to 11th grade i just showed them six seventh eight nine ten 11 but the first two periods because i have never failed anything until that <laughs> point so i was like i'm not gonna show them that because i wanted to be accepted i don't know why <laughs> but i wanted to so i didn't show them that okay so on that note what are your like general thoughts on the way testing is done in education and just like evaluating your knowledge do you think like paper exams are a good option or do you think it's not fair i think For some kids, it's easier to do it on paper and with questions, but, you know, everyone is different and we shouldn't all be evaluated with the same, like, bar, like, how do you say that? 
Yeah, like standard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's fair for some kids that feel mm, not stupid, but feel mm-hmm. but feel like less than the other kids because they don't do as well as the other ones. So it's not fair. Yeah, for sure. I understand that. So taking into account, you know, like your background with math and chemistry, tell us a little bit about why you ended up choosing biomedical engineering at the school. Oh, pure pressure <laughs> <laughs> from my parents mostly. Um, my, I didn't know what I was going to study mm-hmm. when we were finishing high school. I didn't know it was like October and I still didn't know. So my dad started uh, pushing me and telling me, oh, okay, you can study this here, this there. And I was like, oh my God, I got to get him off my back. I can't <laughs> keep doing this. So he told me, I think you, I told him I was interested in biomedical engineering. Because it sounds cool. It really yeah, does. it sounds cool. I looked at the pansum. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, this is interesting. I could like it eventually. So I told my dad. And he was eventually. Like, Good, great song. <laughs> and my dad told me, I got you an interview with the headmaster there, I think. And I was like, okay, let's go. I have no other <laughs> choice. So we went. I went to the campus it was at the first, campus is pretty yeah it is pretty it has and the weather yeah i what i liked most about that college was the weather yeah it was cold i don't like the heat i don't like to sweat it's medellin can cold. be very suffocating and this university is like on a mountain so it's yeah. much cooler yeah and i was like it's great i i like the um, the career it was all good in paper that's key but then um, my dad was like in the car drive back. Back, He was like, did you like it? What do you think? Do you think you want to study here? You got to decide now. And I was like, okay, I want to study here. And I also took into account the fact that Thea and Juliana were studying there. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to be alone. Yeah. I'm going to have friends. It's like convincing yourself that it doesn't have to be that bad. Exactly. And I was like, I'm going to study the same career as one of my best friends so it's gonna be easier and i'm not gonna be alone because i was afraid of being like alone and mm-hmm. just getting there and getting not, to a new place yeah, yeah not knowing anybody having to meet new people talk it was one of my greatest fears it still is it still is <laughs> um but so i thought um okay i have my friends my dad got me an interview they're gonna accept me so it's it's gonna be fine it's all working out but it didn't work out <laughs> Yeah, from the first moment you knew that, like, you weren't meant to be there. Yeah, I didn't like anything. Okay, so after you had, like, that personal realization, how did you tell it to, like, your parents, especially taking into consideration that you felt pressure on their behalf? And, like, what steps did you take after that? On the third week, I think, of college, (laughs) I was like, this is not it. But, like, not consciously it was more subconsciously so Mm -hmm. i didn't realize it yet i was just really sad but i didn't know why because i thought i liked it there with my friends and career and everything i thought i liked it but then with when time passed by i was like "Mm -mm, something's wrong it's not like my family it's not my friends it's actually me and the things i'm doing because they're not bringing me joy Mm -hmm. it it took me a lot because i thought okay my plan was Finish high school, um, get to college, and went through the years that it takes the career to finish, and then get a job. That was it. And I didn't want to disappoint my parents, actually. So I was like, I'm going to get through the five years of biomedical engineering, and I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to finish, 
then I'm gonna study something I like after finishing my career. <laughs> but also, that's a lot. I took the decision like a month in. I was like, I'm not gonna say anything. And time went by, and I was miserable, crying myself to sleep every day. I couldn't take it anymore. And one day I said, okay, I'm gonna tell my parents. But it took me almost two months to build the courage to tell them. So in that time, I still tried my best at tests, at everything, but it was, I, I literally couldn't do it. And I didn't understand a thing that was on the classes, anything, I didn't understand it. So when I finally built the courage, I told my mom first. And she was like, okay, we're gonna make a plan. We're gonna uh, see what you like. We're gonna, next semester, you're gonna take a break. You're gonna do things that you like and we'll see from there. And I was like, oh, okay, I got the support from my mom. It's, it's gonna be fine. Because I thought my mom was gonna be the problem. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, <laughs> my dad was. So days later, I was still trying to get to that perfect moment to tell my dad. But I couldn't find it, so it was a bit hard. But I don't remember why one day we sat down at the couch and I started telling him that I was miserable. I started crying and he was just very mad at me. He started Ouch. yelling. He, he started kind of insulting me. And I was like, oh, shit, this was not the way I wanted it to go. I mm-hmm. was really sad. And when we finished talking, <laughs> if that's what you can call it, um, he went to my mom and he started yelling at her too and tell her, what, what is she going to do? She has to finish because I didn't know if I wanted to get out of that college immediately or, or if I had to finish semester. And he said, you have to finish it. You have to win. Like You have to pass, pass. all your classes. And I was barely holding on. I was mm-hmm. trembling. I was crying. I didn't know what to do. And I was like okay, I have to do it. I just, I thought my relationship with my dad was over at that point. I said to myself, I'm never going to speak to him (laughs) again. I really thought of, I really said to myself, this is it. He's only your provider, but he's not your dad. But finally, he understood my point of view. And he said, I pressured you. I yelled at you. I didn't, you know, respect your decision or you. So I'm sorry. And now we've, Busted. <laughs> really busted. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing that. I can just imagine, you know, remembering like like remembering those difficult times because I saw you go through th- some of it and I just have to say like I'm really proud of where you are now and the fact that I can see you and I can feel you like more relaxed, you know, more at peace. Yeah. Like every day was a struggle, every like evaluative activity. I didn't want to get out of bed. In the morning, I just wanted to lay, cry, didn't, didn't do You homework. were drained. Yeah, I was. And I feel like it, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? I feel like somebody out there needs to hear that, you know? It shouldn't feel like torture. It shouldn't feel like a burden. You should be doing something you like. If you're doing something you love, you feel happy. You don't feel miserable. You don't mm-hmm. want to die every day. It's just, you're, you're just happy about it. Yeah, because... College takes a lot of effort. And if you don't have like the passion, then nothing is going to get you through that. Uh-huh. Okay, so thank you for sharing all of that and just kind of like walking us through your process in case anybody is, you know, in a similar situation. And kind of, you know, building off of that, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to take time off, whether it be, you know, they're graduating high school or they already started college or whatever their situation may be? Just 
fucking do it <laughs> literally the best thing you can do i regret not doing it in the first place mm -hmm. i was thinking about it when i like finished high school but as i said um i was a little bit pressured about it <laughs> so i didn't do it but if i had i think i would be in a much better place now i am in a better place mm -hmm. now but i would have been sooner if i had taken that sabbatical like at the beginning of the year so do it okay and what would you advise if people aren't facing a supportive environment it's really hard because you feel like you have no one to turn to mm -hmm. and you have to deal with it yourself but just kind of push through it that's mm -hmm. what i did i said i'm not gonna speak to my dad because he was not supportive but then i had to <laughs> i literally had to we were living in the same house it it was inevitable yeah it was inevitable so even though the people that don't support you are there like all the time like your mom your dad your brother you're just gonna have to live with it just try to be peaceful in the don't pick up like don't get into fights with them mm -hmm. about it just let them think what they want to think you do you you just if you feel at peace with the decision you made you're good and i feel like in your case what really helped and also you know when like kids come out to their parents sometimes all they need is like time at first they may not accept it yeah. but you know especially like once you say it to them i feel like it flips a switch in them and then mm -hmm. they'll maybe understand oh this is why they seem like so drained they don't have energy and they can like put the pieces together and truly understand my dad every day when i was in college asked me are you sad what is what is wrong with you and mm -hmm. i was like no no nothing i'm just tired i didn't sleep well but then he realized it was yeah. because i I wasn't happy. I feel like sooner or later they have to come around. Yeah. And that's they, kind of reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of moving along in your process, once you knew that you were going to take the semester off, like in the time leading to it, how did you plan or like figure out how you wanted to structure your life during the semester? And what did you end up like taking on in your schedule? Okay, my mom and I talked about it and I was like, I want to do so many things that I didn't get to do because I was in school and I didn't have the time. I just go to school, do the homework, go to sleep, then again, go to school, do homework, go to sleep. So I didn't have time to do things I could like. Like explore, discover like explore. yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I told her that and we came to the conclusion that I wanted to do something that had to do with languages. Um, so now I'm learning Italian and French. Um, I wanted to go to the gym every day, thing that I couldn't do neither in college or um, school. So gym every day. Sarah is a gym bro. We were gym bros for three days and I am still... I almost killed her. <laughs> I am still paying the consequences. I remember I recorded an episode and I was like, everything hurts. <laughs> but, but it was great. Sarah knows how to grind at the gym. She really yeah. does. It was fun. <laughs> it was. It is fun. So uh, the gym, I started painting more, um, drawing. I told them I was going to read four books a month just because I love reading, but I didn't have the time to read. So I told them I was going to read um, and just stuff like that that I loved, but I, that I couldn't do. So like a lot of personal, pro like some things were personal projects and goals and other things were a bit more like external, like meeting with your teachers for languages and stuff like that. Exactly. Okay, good um so yeah okay that describes a little bit sort of the things that you've decided to take on okay taking into consideration all of those activities can you kind of describe what a day in your life this semester looks like an average day okay it's it's very simple it's 
nothing <laughs> important happens but basically i get up at six because i take my sister to school so i take her then i get home by seven i sometimes eat breakfast and you know get ready for the day but sometimes i just want to sleep like uh, another hour depends on the mood i am i mean it's kind of weird and then on mondays wednesdays fridays and saturdays i have languages class language class <laughs> italian and french so i have class at eight and i sit at my desk i have eight through nine at nine i just stand up like stretch then take a shower and i go to the gym sometimes at 11 or sometimes after lunch depends on the mood again and in the afternoon i just read watch tv shows um paint or wait for my mom to get home and we watch a tv show or a movie together okay awesome that sounds i feel like maybe one of your goals for this um semester was maybe like more oriented towards mental health and i feel yeah. like that just sounds really like peaceful and you know like relaxing and like totally opposite to the stress you went last semester yeah, because all my life i've been studying from school to college all i've done is study 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 so I, this semester was okay you're going to be relaxed you're going to try to be at peace with you with your family That's with so important. everybody around you but first you have to like you have to be at peace with yourself so that's what I'm trying to do. I love that. I think peace is really underrated. I remember one time when I was sad, I was told, I'm not asking you if you're happy because I know that you won't be happy in these times. I'm asking you if you feel at peace because that's the most important thing. And I feel like it's yeah. really valuable. And another thing that I remembered when you were talking is like in seventh or eighth grade or ninth grade, I don't remember, I was really saturated. Like I had like all schoolwork and I was in a bunch of different clubs and everything. And one of my teachers told my mom in a meeting, she was like, your daughter needs a break. She needs to Slow know down. who she is without school. And I, that was like a huge identity crisis because yeah. it was like, I mean, in the time I wasn't in school, it was like a break between year and year. So I was still kind of in that loop. But when I got told that I needed to like discover who I was, what I liked doing, what my passions were like outside of school, that's like, wow, you know, it really sends you exactly, because this system makes you feel that when you're not studying you're not doing anything productive mm -hmm. so you feel like you just feel useless and that's not the point you have to be something other than your your studies you have to be you exactly and just appreciate that you are like a wholesome creature that can be doing like productive and fulfilling things that aren't academic exactly like working on yourself and Ooh. <laughs> and like pursuing different interests so i feel like that's really important and that leads me to my next question in general like what do you think this semester has served you you know like if you've learned something about yourself or if you've discovered something else like what are you grateful like what has come from this you know i have learned that i am a people person that i like to be with people even though i get nervous and anxious that's what i want to do Mm. And that I don't like competitive environments. I just okay. don't feel safe. And it makes me... Except when it's a board game. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> board games. That's my, that's my jam. That's what this I like. This is my jam. That's what I like. That's, that's when I get competitive. <laughs> I, it brings out the monster in me. It really does. It's kind of scary. In, in other like, aspects of my life, no no, no, nothing competitive. I don't like it. 
Okay. Another thing that I learned about myself is that I like to ma maintain peace. This is a time my cats get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I like to maintain peace in my house, with my friends. I don't like to start fights. It's very... I learned that my energy gets drained when there's a fight, so I tend to avoid them or not cause them. So that's what I learned about me. I feel like that's really important. All right, so lastly, I want to ask you in a non-pressure way, like if you want to answer this, if you have an answer, otherwise it's fine. Like if you have any ideas about your future, however vague that may be, you know, sort of like what you want to do in the next chapter of your life or more importantly, how you want that to look and feel for yourself. I want to study something in humanities. Period. That, yeah, that has to do with helping people, even if it's like one-on-one or like a group of people. I don't know, but something that has to do with helping. I feel that's like my calling to mm -hmm. <laughs> say something. Um, I don't want to set like in stone my future. I just want okay. to let it happen. But at <laughs> least now I know what kind of career I want. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it seems like such a good fit. I mean, everybody who realizes that you want to go into humanities now they're like, of course, like, you know. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes full sense. And it really fits sort of like the person you are, like what fulfills you from what you've taught format you've taught us in this episode i just feel like it would make you feel like much happier yeah even though people tell me like i'm wasting my talent and i'm like i'm not it's not about that yeah i feel but i that makes me feel really bad when they tell me like you're wasting your talent you used to be good in math at math or chemistry or physics which i was not <laughs> people thought i was so when they tell me like you are wasting your talent your life i'm like no i'm not <laughs> i am not like please don't say that like Between, like, wasting talent and being miserable, honestly, wasting talent is yeah, better. it's better. I mean, and yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna waste it. I'm just gonna yeah, use it differently. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Like, there are logical skills that you can apply in other areas of mm -hmm. your life. And at the end of the day, like, if you develop those ways of thinking and, like, that problem solving, you can apply it in other fields that make you feel, like, more fulfilled. Yeah, and it's when win -win. you take a different path than when that what people were expecting from you, You're gonna hear things that you don't want to hear, but For you, sure. you have to like learn to embrace those things and be like, oh, okay, I get what you're saying. That's not my point of view. Yeah, Sorry. and just be firm in your decision. Yeah, I feel like that is the key to success. Moving on, now I want to like dedicate this section to our friendship. And I feel like Sara is one of the best friends that I have ever had in my life. She has helped me grow so much and she has been through my side and helped me through struggles and everything. So I feel like I would love to hear her perspective on these specific aspects. So first of all, Sara, what does friendship mean to you? Friendship is one of the most important things in my life. I think it's very important for your personal growth mm -hmm. in every way friendship means family i know it's Aww. been said like a dozen times in every cheesy movie there is <laughs> but friends are the family you choose you choose to be by their side you choose to uh, be happy with them be sad be angry so it's really beautiful that you get to share those moments with them because you chose them and they chose you so i think that's beautiful yeah friendship is really beautiful and okay what does friendship look like to you there are all types of friendships i think that i have very different relationships with, with every friend i have and they're not they're not all the same with a friend that i don't talk daily 
but that I know they will be there when um, I need them. Or that a friend that I see, not very often, but I laugh with them like we've never been apart. So it's very different. But friendship is all basically the same and you can feel it. So there's no um, like structure for friendship. You know, it can come in all sizes. And I think that's important, especially since it's like, it's kind of like the intersection between like two personalities, you know, not just what they have in common, but like the things they have like polar opposites on, you know, like that really shapes the dynamic they have. Yeah, because like, look at us, we don't <laughs> like the same food, but our like take on life, it's very different. <laughs> but with your friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, so next I want to know, like, what are your friendship love languages? How do you show to your friends that you care about them and that you want to be by their side? And yeah, that they mean a lot to you. Okay. Um, I tend to feel things like very strongly, but I tend to not say them. It's very hard for me to express my feelings. And so I don't get to say to my friends like, oh my God, I think you're amazing. Thank you for being in my life. I love you. And you make me very happy. I don't say that a lot, even though I want to believe that they know that I feel that way. So some of my friendship love languages are giving gifts. I love making things for people, uh, a painting, um, a, a letters, anything. And letters are very important to me. I give my friends letters when it's their birthday. I feel like it's a very special moment. And I get to... Bro, ni te mordió, ni te mordió. I give my friends letters on their birthday because that's my way of expressing my love to them. I, because I don't get to express my feelings, feelings on a daily basis, I do it one day at a year <laughs> and I do it in a very extensive very long letter but um i tend to do it with like a lot of emotion and i say everything that i want to say to them there okay i feel like that's really important and just i love letters as well i feel like like okay first of all knowing that somebody took the time to like sit down and write Think their about feelings you. yeah you know like it, it takes a bit of time so just knowing that they did that for me and having it like in my hands and knowing that i can read it whenever i want i don't know i feel like it's just very comforting and so special yeah that it like endures through time mm -hmm. like it can be with you you can take it wherever you want it's very comforting for sure so moving mm -hmm. on a bit i want to know what is the best way you can feel that you help your friends when they're struggling like in your own unique way okay um i would like to think i am a good listener you are <laughs> okay first time i but okay um so i like to listen to my friends if they're in a struggle or, or I, i just like to listen and if i have something to say it's not um like oh my god this is what you should do no because that's like imposing my point of view on them mm -hmm. and i want them to figure it out themselves and just help them find their own path to solve that problem and if they're not telling me about their struggle they're just like keeping for themselves i am 
I just like to be there. Like, oh, you want to hang out? Do you want to talk? Like, look at this, like the, uh, this TikTok or at this TV show I'm watching. Like, anything. Just to let them know I'm there. And if they want to talk, they can. That goes a long way. Just, like, making yourself present and letting them know that the door is open without any yeah. pressure. Exactly. And also, like, even when they do open up, not making it pressure. And, I like, what you said, I definitely remembered it. Like, every time I tell you something, you tell me, well... I think this, you know, especially when I was telling you, you know, if I didn't know if I wanted to leave for school, you were like, well, I think that it's a good opportunity and you shouldn't pass it up. Like you're very objective with your advice. And even in that way, like you're never imposing it. It's just giving your opinion. And sometimes that's all a person needs, just like an external view to open up their like window a little bit. Yeah, because my dad once told me that you are not there like to help people per se. You're just there to push them in the right direction to make mm -hmm. them feel listened to to make them feel happy and like help them find their own way not to tell them how to live their lives yeah and i feel like that's so much more powerful because it's like you're not going to solve all of their problems you're not going to like hold their hand the entire way you want to empower them so to that they can themselves. do that on their own exactly and i like that's a much like more helpful act of love than you know like simply solving the problem for them because that way they can be able to do it countless times in the future and if the advice you give them is like turns out to be a horrible disaster they blame you because you <laughs> told them to do that thing but if you just tell them your opinion tell them but you can do whatever you feel is right then they do and they're like okay it went right it went wrong it's like it's on me <laughs> very smart very smart yeah So what would you say you value about the friendships you have in your life at the moment? I value the way they make me laugh every time I see them. Um, even the friends that I <laughs> don't see very often, that's just like a uh, group hangout. Mm -hmm. um, they make me laugh. Uh, they make me feel like at home, happy. Yeah. And they listen to me when I'm saying the most stupid <laughs> things in the entire world. So that makes me feel very, very, very happy. Yeah, I'm gonna miss this a lot. And sometimes what I realize is like, I can say like really random things. Like I can say them to you and you take them seriously. And it's like, I take them seriously. Like it's a random dilemma that I have and I'm like very concerned and I ask you and you like take it with like the same amount of seriousness. You're like, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it's really important having people that you can come to for like ridiculous things, you know, jokes, but also like serious matters. I feel yeah, like. they take you seriously. They match your energy. For sure. And you feel like you can be yourself with them. That's the most important thing. In this episode, we've talked a lot about, you know, like growing up and maturing and evolving and all of that. And something that seems inevitable with this is drifting apart in friendships. So what are your thoughts on that? I think it's really sad. Mm -hmm. um, most of my friends friendships when I was little, my best friends really, <laughs> we drifted away as the years you know, went by. And it was really hard for me because I always felt it was something I was doing because all of them find new, better friends than me. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's me. It's not them. It's actually me. And that made me feel very weird. But as, you know, as I grew up, I was like, you know, people change, like their environment, mm -hmm. the things they want in life. And you cannot always share those things with them. So it's okay if you drift away, even though it hurts a lot. I've drifted away from um, some very good friends and I would like to, I mean, I try very hard, I think, 
to ask them about their day, how they're doing, what they're doing. Um, do you want to hang out today, tomorrow, next week? And I think that just pushes them away a little bit. But I still want to try because I don't want to lose the friendship. Yeah, I can imagine like it's such a hard experience and especially when you see them kind of like moving on and you're not quite there yet i feel like that is what hurts the most but i want to highlight that i don't think it's a matter of like them finding you know better friends i just feel like every friendship is so unique as we were describing before like every dynamic is so like tailored to the two people and so that's why i don't think like you can rank them as like you know you're a better friend than they are and that type of thing i feel like it's it's not a fair scale But it's inevitable to sort of like... Yeah, to think about uh-huh. it, to be like, okay, maybe it's me. But, you know, what you're saying is true. It's maybe because of the moment they're in their lives. Like, okay, this is a better fit for me as exactly. a friend right now. But maybe tomorrow will be this friend or this friend. It's just like a moment time thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's also inevitable to like question like, what could I have done differently? And of course, you can take it as a learning experience. But especially like when the wound is still fresh, it can be very harmful to like question you know what could you have done differently what shouldn't have you done like if you drove them away i feel like it's what we were saying before like there's no point in being so hard on yourself i mean at first it eats you up it literally just you know you can't i couldn't sleep i couldn't do anything without thinking what did i do but then you just realize maybe it's not me it's Mm -hmm. you know just a moment it's life (laughs) yeah honestly sometimes life just happens yeah Okay, so the question I want to sort of close this topic off is now personal to like our situation. Given that I'm moving and when we're recording this episode, I'm like recording it way in advance. So Mm -hmm. when it comes out, I will already be living in France. So I want to kind of like document like right now, like now that we're together, like and talking together all about this. How do you think or like what do you think we can do to stay close through the distance so that we don't drift apart. Well, we talk a lot <laughs> um, in WhatsApp, like yes. a lot. We share our dilemmas there. We audios for four or four minutes. <laughs> like it, I don't think it's going to be a problem to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. The um, Our differences, yeah. like, it's going to be a little bit hard, but you know, I'm awake at <laughs> 3 or 4 a.m. So that can, is true. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's going to be kind of a problem but not a problem at all so mm-hmm. texting telling each other about a day i had an idea about um notebooks yes oh with my us. god yes <laughs> um we can take with us everywhere and when something happens you just write it down and be like okay i have to tell her this when we talk or that or like just you so you da- you don't forget mm-hmm. anything and that you know tell you tell each other everything yeah i think that's very important and also the dynamic we've created like if we don't see each other for three days we see each other and it's literally like a two-hour conversation we tell each other everything we did yeah we're like so i was gonna order tacos with my family but we couldn't agree and so i literally went to the bathroom to cry like it's so detailed and Mm -hmm. we are so invested in what happens in the other person's life yeah so i feel like it's really important to do that yeah You know, and just some like it's so important to have a person that you can go to to talk about like all of these things. You know, sometimes when you're frustrated, like just knowing that somebody will want to hear about it. And also, I feel like a case that inspires me is when I went to France for two weeks on holidays, we kept in really good touch, even like with the time difference. You know, I would wake up to like 20 texts of you, especially <laughs> since I was going through a very tough, like emotional situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, I think it was 
funny sometimes. I, I told you, her. I told her many <laughs> times. She didn't listen. <laughs> but she was still there to yeah, wipe my tears. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, like, el que quiere puede, you know, and just, yes, like, the energy and just like putting in the effort and obviously understanding that it's inevitable that some things will change but yeah. finding a way to like adapt it like adapt to that and not quit and not give up and just if you really want to make it work then find a way to do so yeah and i told her to send me pictures of everything like absolutely <laughs> everything yes but, and i I'll, i'll understand if like it's a day later or two days because time differences she'll be at college um i will not be at college yet so <laughs> it won't be that hard for me but for her it will and i will understand she's going through a very 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 big change so thank you thank you for your understanding <laughs> so i think it's safe to say that we got this and we will push through Now it's time for one of my favorite segments, and it is time for us to switch roles. I've been asking Sarah questions for this whole episode, so now she is going to become the interviewer, and I'm going to become the interviewee. So, do you have any questions for me? Okay, the first question is, do you think your relationship with your family has improved, and why? I think it has. Um, so, for instance, like with my grandparents, there was a time when I realized, like, grandparents die and like yeah. kind of seeing like it happened to my friends it was like a wake-up call because I'm grateful that I mean I have three out of four grandparents living so it was like okay and like my biggest fear with death is feeling regret of the time they were alive like thinking to myself I shouldn't have been rude to them I should have spent more time with them so that kind of gave me a wake-up call and it led me to be like whenever my grandparents were in town or I went to visit them to just try to be more present with them for instance with my grandpa talk about space because he loves physics and everything so we really bond over that and with my grandma she loves hearing like all the gossip of my life and playing board games and you know like listening to my problems so just as you said at the beginning, like finding common ground and really like exploiting and cultivating it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did with my grandparents. And for instance, with my sibling, they went through like some mental health struggles a while ago. And that was kind of a wake up call for me because it was like, you know, I don't want them to like die or anything. So I want to be present. I want to play an important role in their life. I want to be there for them. So that kind of led me to literally just go into their room and stay there. And like, even if we're in silence to sort of lead with example, you know, if I want them to tell me about their problems, then I should tell them about my problems and just kind of like set the mood. And yeah, just like being present and bonding over common interests. But I feel like the biggest impact has been with my mom. I know Sarah hates Gilmore Girls, but... <laughs> not hate, hate. It's just I do hate Rory. That girl does not like she's uh -uh. <laughs> um and ever since sarah said that it kind of like broke my vision of gilmore girls <laughs> Sorry, no. like in the episode of how i met your mother yes, when they're the like glass shatters. yes i'm so glad you got to that episode i think about it all the time so yeah she that she kind of did that for gilmore girls with me but it's important because i got the impact that i needed both academically but also with my mom i was like okay this girl has a really close relationship with her mom and i want that too so i'm gonna make it And like Rory and Lorelai had that relationship ever, ever since she was little. But like at 12, I think I really reconfigurated my relationship with my mom. My mom is pretty cool and like laid back. So I always felt like I could tell her things. So I opened up about like the boys I liked and, you know, the drama at school and, you know, my personal problems and all of that. And I feel like that 
is one of the biggest improvements my life has had and you know like what i want to say with these things is i feel like in my life there have been different moments that shook me into realizing that like i needed to wake up and care more about my relationships and i feel like it worked on a different topic what are your favorite tv shows Okay, so I remember I did an episode with my sibling on our like five favorite TV shows and I would love to look back after this to see if they're still the same. But I feel like all in all, I need to mention Gilmore Girls just for the impact that it's had on my life. Okay. How I Met Your Mother is one that we are both devouring. I just love how that show takes its sweet time, you know, like it's nine seasons of Ted telling the longest, most like less coherent story ever. Yeah. But I love it. And I love the fact that there are like ongoing jokes throughout the series. For instance, like the, the major bed. bus kill. Yeah, yeah, the slap bed, the doppelgangers, you know, all of these things that like go throughout the show. It gives me like a sense of consistency and that I really appreciate. really funny. Yeah. I laugh out loud every time I watch like, it. Like the other night when we were at my grandparents' house, <laughs> I went to sleep and sat a state up watching Hi, My Mother and she was cackling <laughs> on her own. It was dead silent and she was just laughing. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good tv show even though it has like weird things that i don't like like you need to do a more in-depth conversation yeah, about this that's a whole different <laughs> thing but oh also i love barney's character and okay wow. i told sara this the other day barney has the spirit of a scientist the way he like describes the world the theories the, the, theories, the, the laws everything. the rules yeah. everything and i just love it obviously and he explains it with such detail yeah and it's and very he, coherent yeah really. he defends it until death and if everybody <laughs> tries to object it he does what any good scientist would do and pr he proves it he proves it yeah. so sometimes it's a little bit sexist but that's what that's I'm a small to. that's a small price to pay honestly I, i'm a feminist but i'm still saying this i just feel like the show has two good foundations yeah. to you know like despreciarlo are you gonna sneeze <laughs> okay i also love the office and i you need to watch this you need to watch this when i leave so that you can remember me i tried watching it like recently three times recently i after i told you i don't know no recently no you need to try again you have but evolved this year i started and i was like okay first you need to second, push through the third. you need to push through a little bit like the first episode isn't that good of a pilot but you know eventually you get sucked in trust okay, me i'll try on trust that. me so i feel like that one is also really good okay there's i love like spanish short series have you watched el desorden que dejas no you have to watch it it's so good like the vibes okay. are like so cool it's like in winter in this small town in spain and it's like mystery okay so that one is really good oh my gosh the best most underrated show ever quicksand i haven't it's from it. denmark it's it just has like one season i think they canceled it um but it's so good it's so well made i don't remember what it's about but it's really good oh my gosh you remember the society have you watched the society yes i am so mad they canceled they it right canceled it. it was they were onto something i still don't know what happened and i do want to know i there are so many teenagers with and, and so story, many questions the, the love story between the deaf and the oh my gosh i don't can't remember see it's been so long since i watched yeah. it oh my god there's this other show grizzly 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 and the deaf one i just oh <laughs> grizzly i don't know i think you you must have watched it's about this it only has one season it got canceled as well it's about this girl that has like superpowers and like nobody pays attention to her and she's in love with her best friend and it's like everything uh, everything no no 
Oh, but I know. When it, she gets like, cover-upped in blood. Like, fuck everything. Like... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What is... She likes... She's a lesbian. Yes. Is she? Yeah, she, yeah, she's in love with her best friend. Oh, yeah. Fuck. What's it called? Okay. That one was really good. Okay, keep talking. I'm gonna look. Okay, I was thinking... Uh, what like all of those random shows it's that just fuck. have one the word season? Fuck is in it. Yeah. Oh, also the end of the fucking world is really good. I haven't watched it. I'm. Too it's scared. so good. You need, oh, Bandersnatch. Okay, but the <laughs> <laughs> but the game. <laughs> um. What else do I like? I feel like I've covered the ma- oh the Big Bang Theory. I also love the Big you Bang like Theory. That? Yeah. Really? I'm a physicist. How am I not gonna like it? Um. <sighs> How do you say Sophia, Sophia. <laughs> oh, is it like fuck this? Shit. Oh wait, what did you look for? I am for? not okay with this. Damn. That was the name. Yeah. Okay, that one. That one. I. It haunts me. It's like how could they? It was so good. I. I. Didn't you don't like it. I don't watch TV shows to the end. That's a problem I have. So I don't that explains why finish. you watch so many things because you don't. I don't them. want them to finish. Oh, okay. oh my I have gosh! I only finished one. Girl boss. Like three TV shows. That's it. But I've watched a lot. Oh, Stranger Things, of yeah. course. Stranger Things. Um. So oh yeah, that explains a lot because every time I I talk to you about movies, you're like, mm, I started it, but I didn't finish it. Oh my god! I don't gosh. like it. Let's talk about movies. Midsummer. That movie's messed up. That mm, girl, no. <laughs> I kind of want to dress up as Danny for Halloween. It would look so pretty. <gasps> that you do it here, TikTok. I'll do it there. Oh my god, I think we saw the same TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a great costume. I think the flowers. So, the because like, pretty. okay, that's what fooled me. Because when I saw it on Netflix, I was like, oh my gosh, it's this pretty movie about Europeans frolicking in <laughs> white dresses and flowers. I had never heard of it. I was. But do you see that the title is um, El Miedo No Espera La Noche? That's in that's in the title, so it's a movie oh. but in broad daylight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's different, but it's still like it's a so psychological like, yeah, yeah. terror. It's really terrifying. Yeah. You need to watch Gone Girl. I think about that movie so much. Oh, I I started it. I didn't finish it. It's just that in the middle of the movie, I'm like, I can't take this. I I get very anxious sometimes. And that I, one's kind of slow. Yeah, I sometimes look at the end of the movie so that it can be like. Relax and watch it knowing what will happen. That's a problem I have. Okay. Um, Oh, have you watched Hereditary? It's by the same... No, that's very... Yeah, it is. That's very scary. scary. It's scary because Midsummer is creepy, but that one is actually scary. I'm not going to watch it. My mom watched... She uh, watched... No, no, no. A TV show called Misa de Mayanoche. It's really bad. I'm just going to... Bad or scary? No, bad. She said it was really bad. It was about an, an angel that came down and was drinking blood that's such a three jello concept yeah it is okay um on back to series are there any other series you want to talk about i want to recommend one i don't know if you've watched it it's called one day at a time (gasps) un día a la vez yeah it's a cuban family that moves to the united states it's beautiful in every way i love it yes i would i had a tradition with Mills, and it was that every Sunday I would make mac and cheese and we would watch it in my room until they got sick of it, honestly. I think that's really? what happened. And so, like, I was literally begging them every Sunday to continue our tradition, so I never finished the show. But um, 
there it was on Netflix, but then there was like a fourth season that oh, wasn't yeah. on it, and because BBC took over and like put another streaming platform, okay. it was really weird. But I watched it. I've watched it like ten times. It's it's such a good like comfort show. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Everything is so well done. The dialogue, yeah. the and it, characters, it, the it like reflects a lot. You know, it's like yeah. important. And it touches very important yeah. subjects like coming out, uh, sexism, mm-hmm. uh, military. Latinophobia. Yeah, exactly. So it's very beautiful. I think it's a very British TV show to watch. Okay. Another one, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's my favorite, 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 favorite TV show. All my exes have loved that show, so they permanently really? ruined it for me. I am but, sorry. But it's really good. I mean, <laughs> that's my comfort show. I watched, okay. I've watched it probably 20 times. All seven seasons. It, there are eight, but I've only watched seven. I'm not going to watch the last one. That's going <laughs> to kill me. Literally kill me. Okay. That's that's a good life hack you have there. If you don't want it to end, just don't end yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it. it makes me laugh every time. Even though I know what's going to happen. I just laugh. It's oh, sorry. What? Tell me. Modern Family. Modern Family. So beautiful. I love it. Okay. Even that, though Jay that at end. first is very like, ugh. <laughs> but then he grows on you. Phil. Phil Dunphy is Phil. my dream man. Yeah, literally. I have like, okay, I don't know if this is normal, but I have like a notes of like the qualities <laughs> of my dream man. Uh-huh. And literally one of the instructions is just Phil, Phil Dunphy. That yes. man is so beautiful with And Claire. Claire is so hard on him. I, yeah. I mean, I love Claire sometimes. But the way she is with Phil sometimes, like kind of sad, disappointing. Yeah. He's just she doesn't like value him. The he's way a that neglected he should be kid. Yeah, that's literally what he is. Yeah. Okay. Mm, anything else? There are other uh, TV shows that I really, really love that are uh, Adventure Time. That okay. is a kids <laughs> TV show, but it's not really. Tell a them kids your TV theory show. about kids TV shows. That they're what? the best. Oh. <laughs> kids. TV shows and kids movies are the best. They're my favorites. I mean, let's take um, Adventure Time and The Amazing World of Gumball. That was <laughs> a masterpiece. I <laughs> loved every second of it. Um, also, the Barbie movies. <gasps> the Barbie- Today they got on Netflix. Yeah! <laughs> I, too. I was like, oh my God, I am going to this is a big day for us. Yeah, Barbie movies are amazing. And also, it's kind of, you know, like you hear all the time, but Avengers, like Marvel. Okay. I love, I love it. I am a diehard fan. I know everything that it, there is to know, but it's kind of gotten a little bit weird lately. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, the CGI is not very good. But the first movies are very amazing, awesome. I've watched them all like 30 times. They're amazing. So Marvel movies, um, kids movies like um, Los Pingunos de Madagascar. Um, Despicable Me, one, two, three, <laughs> all of them. I, um, Minions, I love Minions. Um, Monsters Inc., Monsters, Monsters University, Inc. Um, Mulan, but not uh, like Blancanieves and Sleeping Beauty. Those are not good movies. Mulan is okay. Um, and yeah, kids movies just watch. Okay, They're amazing. Yes, and this is coming from a person who really knows what she's talking about. So. <laughs> Take her word for yeah, it. <laughs> that's kind of what I do for a living. Yeah, like, I know that, like, everything I watch, I can talk to Sarah about, and she's either watched it or heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> and if she's heard of it, she still has an opinion on it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so there you go. I think this section can count as well for, like, the recommendation section, unless there's anything else you want to share. No. 
Okay. Yeah, you already shared a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> so, Sara, this comes to the end of the episode. I want to give you a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have no idea how much time it took me to convince <laughs> Sara. And literally when we sat, like, when she came to my house today, she had a look of horror and panic I on her face. Very, I am still very nervous because I mispronounced a lot of words in English. And it's Nobody still, cares. I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I was shaking. My hands were shaking. I have, like... A red eye right now. But I think that's because of my cats. Yeah, maybe. I hope so. <laughs> if it's not, then it's because of stress or anxiousness. I don't know. But I was really, really, really anxious. I was like, I'm gonna, you know, pee myself here, right here. I'm just gonna die. And yeah, like I'm really thankful. Like after the first segment, you were shaking so much. <laughs> but I'm just really grateful that you came on here. And at the beginning, you're like, what if my answers aren't as deep as you expect? And I told you, I've never once been disappointed by an interview because a lot of the times, like, the thoughts we have become normal to us. But when another person is hearing them, like, you're literally opening their world. So everything you said was so valuable. And, like, from the beginning, I knew that I did well, like, pushing you to come <laughs> on here. You said, like, so many important things that I know will help It's the listeners. It's just that sometimes I think I don't, like, care about things. I just, okay, you know, live. And so I didn't think I had that much to say and i still don't think i have that much <laughs> even though i've talked like for two hours here <laughs> but um it just scares me that my thoughts are like very simple very f straightforward very just live it just do it just don't do it i don't care like, <laughs> that kind of and sometimes that's what people need just like that dose <laughs> of like don't complicate yourself yeah it's very life is very easy sometimes you just yeah. like th the drama <laughs> honestly i the, love drama but not to be a part of it yes okay we like For the past, like, 10 parties we've gone to, we have been expecting a mechoneo. And Uy, una garra de mechoneo. Ah, y nunca nos tocó. No. Nunca nos tocó. Probablemente en Brasil. Ajá. <laughs> Otra parcera que se meta en mi camino. No dudaré no en cortar cabezas. Realmente. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, thank you so much. I feel like this episode is just what I needed, like, before I left to just... <laughs> commemorate like our friendship and all that's to come and i know that i can look back on this episode and listen to it if i'm feeling lonely and just like remember like all of these important and valuable lessons so even if you don't realize it thank you so much for all the wisdom yeah. you shared and i am like so proud of you and i <laughs> you did a really good job like i don't know if you're gonna believe me but you did <laughs> such a good job oh thank you <laughs> i am I'm very happy we did this. I, I'm happy. I was very, very, very nervous, but now I'm, I'm not. And I think what you do in this podcast is amazing. Like the way you talk so openly about things and your struggles and stuff. I think it's really important. I couldn't do it, but you can. So it's really, you know, exciting. And, you know, to talk about our friendship in here, it's very like we weren't friends like a year, half Honestly. ago. Honestly. But our families were, so... We had it coming. Yeah. It was inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been an amazing, amazing journey getting to know you. Oh, thank you. The same. So to celebrate this, high six! <laughs> <laughs> okay, una, dos y tres. Bye! This, it's gonna be legend. Okay, Wait. okay. Vamos a grabar eso y lo voy a poner al principio del capítulo. Oh, okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. 
Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at DST Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. <laughs> Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, dastypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week and a wonderful existence.